Welcome to the latest edition of our Fixed Interests podcast series. I'm Thomas Ruckmaker, Head of Asia-Pacific Sovereign Ratings. Today I'm joined by Jeremy Zuck, a director in Fitch's Sovereign Team and Lead Analyst for India. We'll be discussing India's recently announced budget and how it affects our view on the fiscal outlook and India's triple B-minus rating, which we have on a negative outlook since June 2020. So Jeremy, what were the key takeaways from the budget? Thanks, Thomas. Well, I think the main takeaway is that the government is clearly focused on boosting the ongoing economic recovery with really higher capex spending, and then it's relying on strong economic growth to achieve its fiscal consolidation objectives. In terms of the headline central government deficit figures, the the budget outlined a a revised estimate of 6.9% of GDP for fiscal year 2022, which ends in March 2022, and a deficit of 6.4% for fiscal year 23. These deficits are are just slightly above the uh, estimates that we had in our last review of India's ratings in November. The revised fiscal year 22 deficit estimate is also just above last year's budget target. And this comes, you know, despite some pretty robust performance and revenue receipts, which were 16% up over last year's budget target. For fiscal year 23, the deficit target in the budget and and the underlying assumptions, they do seem relatively realistic. Nominal growth is set at 11.1%, and revenue growth is at 9.6%. The divestment targets also seem a lot more reasonable than they were in last year's budget. Now, on the spending side, the focus, as I said, was really on the CapEx drive. CapEx spending is set to rise 24% over last year's budget target to about 2.9% of GDP. And I think an interesting development here is that the government is allocating funding to states for infrastructure spending. Now, I think something else that's quite important to mention in terms of the rating is that the government also announced the borrowing allowance for states would be 4% of GDP in fiscal year 23. And this is above the typical pre-pandemic 3% level. So I think this poses a a bit of a a further risk to consolidation on a general government basis, which is what we monitor for the rating. So how then does the budget impact our view on India's public finances over the medium term? Well, so the budget just reiterated uh, the government's broad medium-term target from last year's budget, and this is to achieve a 4.5% of GDP central government deficit by fiscal year 26. Now, in the budget, we were hoping for some additional clarity on the path towards reaching this target, but there weren't any other additional details provided on that front. Now, another thing to to recognize is that the slightly higher deficit in in fiscal year 23 does imply that slightly stronger consolidation is is needed to reach this 4.5% target. So we're looking at about 0.6 percentage points of GDP in deficit reduction for each of the next three years. And and so if you think about the 0.5 percentage point narrowing of the deficit this year, uh, this could certainly be achievable. But I I do think the degree of consolidation could become a bit more challenging in in subsequent years, particularly as we are headed into a national election in, in 2024. So looking at general government debt to GDP, the the baseline in our last rating review was that this ratio would come down a few percentage points from 88% in fiscal year 21 to about 85% by fiscal year 26. So the new budget does modestly impact this trajectory uh, slightly to to the upside. But I think, you know, when when we look at a a bit of the historical 
context, India does have a, a rather poor track record in terms of debt reduction. In, in the years prior to the pandemic, the government did bring down fiscal deficits somewhat, but a, a lot of this spending was simply moved off budget and, and so is masking the true size of the deficit. And, and so as a result, we saw the debt ratio remain relatively stable between 2015 and 2019, despite some relatively high nominal GDP growth rates. Uh, you mentioned uh, the government's focus on capex. So how does this affect our outlook for GDP growth? And a related question, I suppose, is whether growth will be high enough to support a downward trajectory in the government debt to GDP ratio. What's our view? Well, we do think the capex drive could be quite supportive for the, the economic outlook. India does have a, a large need for infrastructure development. And this could, you know, as the government hopes, also help kickstart uh, stronger investment in, in, in the private sector. Really, though, I think the magnitude of the impact will depend on the execution of the CapEx spending. And this could be a bit of a challenge, uh, giving you know, states a bit more of a, an important role in the CapEx push as the government is trying to do. Could, though, help improve uh, budget execution a, a bit on this front. In terms of our general economic outlook, our, our GDP growth forecasts pretty strong and, and above consensus at 10.3% in fiscal year 23, and then about 7% on average through fiscal year 27. So this strong growth reflects, I, I think, in our view, the closing of the large negative output gap, some positive demographic trends, and continued reform efforts by the government, especially around FDI, and then also easing pressures in, in the financial sector. There are, of course, a, a large number of headwinds that, that remain for the outlook. I think foremost is the ongoing pandemic, though we have just seen the Omicron wave pass through India with relatively limited economic disruptions. But more structurally, I think weakness in the household income growth during the pandemic could uh, constrain the capacity of private consumption to really support growth durably after the, the boost from pent-up demand has faded. And I think another thing to mention is we, we've also seen setbacks on the government's agricultural and labor reforms. So one other important factor, though, when we look at debt dynamics, nominal GDP, of course, is, is the key growth driver or a key driver of, of those debt dynamics. And so what happens with the GDP deflator is, is quite important. Inflation has been running towards the upper end of the Reserve Bank of India's 2 to 6% range. And the RBI has continued to flag their intentions to keep growth as the key policy objective while inflation will, will just be on a gradual glide path down towards 4%. So this could imply that the deflator could play a bit of a larger role in sustaining nominal GDP growth than it did pre-pandemic. Putting it all together, we, we think nominal GDP growth will be about 10.5% over the medium term. And so this would likely be consistent with the slight downward trend in the debt ratio, even with the new budget assumptions. But there are, as I mentioned, uncertainties around this outlook. And anything closer to single-digit nominal GDP growth would make debt reduction a, a bit more of a challenging prospect. So, Jeremy, putting this all together, what does the budget mean for India's sovereign rating? When we affirmed India's triple B minus rating in November, you know, we noted the clear positive developments on the robust economic recovery and how this was easing some of the medium term growth risks. However, we did keep the negative outlook in place, and, and this was to reflect our view that there's still a large degree of uncertainty around the 
trajectory of debt to GDP over the medium term. So from a ratings perspective, we'd see India as having relatively limited fiscal space at the current rating level, as it does have one of the highest general government debt ratios of the triple B rated sovereigns at just under 90%. And so our debt, our rating sensitivities are clearly focused on this government debt ratio and whether the government will be able to bring this ratio down. I think a stabilization or an upward trend in the debt ratio from these levels would add a bit more downside pressure to the rating. So in terms of the budget, while it does add just some modest upside to these forecasts, the higher deficits and the lack of clarity on the medium-term consolidation plans does add a bit more risk to these projections and does continue to shift the onus of debt reduction on to GDP growth. So I think we'll be looking very closely in our next review at evidence that the strong growth will be sustained over the medium term in line with our current forecasts. And so the considerations will be, you know, whether the current consumption recovery will be durable, whether reform momentum will be sustained. As I mentioned, we have seen a bit of slippage on this front since our last rating review. Of course, the other important factor for us will be the degree to which this higher CapEx plan spending put forward in, in the budget will help support growth and offset these risks. So when do you expect the negative outlook to be resolved then? Yeah, this is a, a difficult question, but it is one that we get frequently. The negative outlook on India has been in place for just over a year and a half since June 2020. Ideally, we do like to resolve outlooks within a two-year period, but this isn't a fixed time frame, and sometimes we can exceed this window by a bit, especially you know, when we're looking at very medium-term issues, as we are in the case of India. But of course, at the same time, we can't wait for the medium term to materialize. We just hope to get a bit more clarity around our medium term growth and fiscal forecasts before resolving this outlook. Thank you for your insights, Jeremy. And thank you all for listening. For more information on our ratings and on our research on India, please visit us at fitchratings.com. We hope you will join us for the next edition of Fixed Interests.